What's going on, Kingdom? Welcome to the Red Fridays podcast brought to you by the Anchor app and Spotify. Join me, the Almighty Ra, aka Raw Power, and my co-host, Hong Forrest, as we discuss the latest news and topics involving your Kansas City Chiefs. Episodes are recorded live every Wednesday night on the Green Room app and uploaded every Friday morning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to join the conversation? Create a great Green Room account and be sure to follow us on social media for live updates on when we're going live. And as always, please subscribe and leave us a review. Go Chiefs, baby! Yo, what's up, bro? <laughs> How you been? Been good. Yeah, see, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, it's just like basically it's like talking on speakerphone. Awesome. Yeah. What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, you know, just slaving away at work right now. Busy at the end of the year. How about you? It hasn't been busy, but I've been like, yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna go through too much detail in that on on the show or whatever because yeah, I will post yeah. and all that. But it, it hasn't been as busy as we thought, right? Right. So yeah, there's that. But you know, it's the holidays. It's the holidays, exactly. Yeah. But hey, man, thanks for jumping on tonight. Um, I'm going to just give a quick little intro to the show, uh, let people know why we're here. doesn't look like we have anybody in the listening room right now, but people, uh, this is Red Fridays, the Kansas City Chiefs podcast here on the Spotify Green Room app. I'm one of your regular hosts, Ra. I am not joined by Hong today. Uh, Hong is out, you know, it is the holidays, like I said, it's about to be Christmas on Saturday, right? Like Christmas, man, right around the corner. Yeah, and I bought no gifts, but <laughs> <laughs> but I am joined by a good friend of mine, uh, Chiefs fan himself, uh, Mr. Billy. I don't know how much you want to tell people about yourself, but you know, yeah, no, nothing crazy. I mean, like you said, Chiefs fan, been born and bred Kansas City, so cheering for him before I knew what I was actually cheering for. Yeah, man, that's, that's actually, that's so real. Like, honestly, I was looking at, um, just completely random. Like I said, it's been slow at work. So I've been on YouTube and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, are you familiar? Have you ever like followed like, uh, like NFL throwback? I, you know, I, I think I've seen it pop up, but never, never dug into it. Yeah, it's just like a YouTube channel, and it has like a bunch of like just condensed games, like throwback games. And like I'm sitting there like yeah. the other day, I'm sitting there watching like the early 2000s. Like I'm watching like the like 2000s Chiefs, like Derek Thomas and stuff. Like I've got that on the TV on right. the on my screen, just like watching it, right? Like casually. And I'm like, oh. who does this? Who sits? <laughs> who watches <laughs> old? Who's, who watches these old games? And like reacting to plays and stuff, like yeah, like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Getting excited when you know we won't even win the playoffs that year, you know? <laughs> right? Exactly. No, exactly. You know what's crazy? Like that's that's the thing, man. Like this team was so bad for so long, and that's why I get I get on our the fans right about kind of the negativity of this year, which in some spots is understandable, but like y'all, it's it's been much worse. 
Yeah, I, I, I would say, what was it, um, a few weeks back or whatever, when we were three and four or uh, two and three, you know, before we even had the winning record going, and like, uh, who was it, Tyron Matthew just went off on the fans, oh, on yeah. my Twitter, you know, it's like, it's, oh, you yeah. know, and I honestly couldn't blame him. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, we had a rough start to the season, but <laughs> then you have to also think about what they've given us the past few years. Like, I mean, for a first playoff win in what, two decades almost, a Super Bowl, uh, a second right. Super Bowl appearance where, yeah, okay, admittedly we did bad, but we went to back to back Super Bowls. I mean, right. That's something. And a winning season yeah. every year under Andy Reid. Right. And I mean, one of the most exciting offenses we've had since Jamal Charles was playing for us. Uh, I mean, it's Absolutely. so fun to watch them. And, you know, I, we're even hitting some of those, like, you know, real hard-nosed defenses, too. That was always fun to watch the Chiefs, you know, <laughs> when we didn't have an offense, but at least we had a defense that could wrap. Mm-hmm. Now we have a great offense, Absolutely. great defense, it turns out. <laughs> I, I got nothing to complain about. Yeah, it, it, it took a couple weeks for them to figure it out, but um, it is, for the most part, the same defense that we had last year. It's just they had to tweak some things, kind of figure out who they were. They tried some things early on this season. Um, I would have liked them to have switched it up a little bit sooner when they realized it wasn't working, but they, I guess they thought they were going to be able to make that work, but then it finally came to their senses. The defense is looking like how it's supposed to be. The offense is finally starting to click a little bit. And um, I would like to ask you, where's your confidence level at uh, going into the latter half of the season? Not We'll we'll talk about the the COVID stuff in a little bit, but just like in general, like as far as like how the team's been playing, barring any any COVID protocol uh, absences. Yeah, that's... That's the wild card for sure. I, I mean, if it was going to be a bog standard rest of the season, no pandemic going on, I wouldn't be surprised if we won out, went into the playoffs, number one seed, um, marched to the conference championship at the very least, maybe had another hard game against either the Patriots or the Bills, something like that. I can see us going to the right. Super Bowl. No problem believing that whatsoever. I think it just depends on who's on the other side of that game for us to even you know, have another Super Bowl win. But, I, I mean, I think conference championship at the very least. Yeah, I think we can make it there. Uh, I hope, you know, it's funny. Like, I do think, um, yeah, we got to keep up the play that we're doing right now. It does seem some of these other teams, I was never really afraid of anybody. I really thought, like, like, and, you, and people, you can check the receipts because, like, this is what this is a podcast, right? So you can go back to the old episodes <laughs> and listen to them. But uh, I really thought that... um that we had a shot against anybody if we are playing to the best of our ability. It just, uh, we weren't at the time and these other teams were. So like the bills were firing on all cylinders, the Ravens before they just got decimated with even, even with the, all the injuries, they were, they were hanging in there for a while. I'm just not so sure anymore. I think they might. Yeah. I'm like, man, right. like Lamar went out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a shoot. But but even even without Lamar and um, with their decimated secondary, they they went toe to toe with the Packers. They did, you know, and, actually, and only yeah. lost by like a point. It was like a two point game, right? Like they missed the they missed the two point conversion or something like that. Right? Yeah they they were either going for the win on that two pointer or going for the tie. I can't remember, but yeah they uh, 
I mean, Huntley looks good, you know, and is, yeah. you can never count the Ravens out right now. That's for sure. They just have too many, too much capability, I guess. Right, and then of course the Empire is back is what people have been saying. The Patriots, they, you know, they're they're out here. They lost the they lost against Indy, and it was a it was a drubbing. But Indy Indy's not no scrub either. Indy's a dangerous <laughs> team. So turns out Indy's real good. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't remember who said it, but. As long as Bill Belichick's in the league, he deserves to be coach of the year every year. And I have a hard time saying no to that. Uh, it's him, him and Tomlin, man. I would say Andy, too. I, I mean, I think Andy keeps, keeps yeah. things in it every year. I mean, that's not a biased opinion. Like we've had, like I said, since 2013, we've had winning seasons. But him and uh, uh, I think Mike Tomlin always somehow finds a way to sneak into the playoffs uh, a Absolutely. lot of years. So, yeah, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, Belichick as much. Say what you want to say about him. The man, the man gets his team there more often than not. Well, and then last year, you know, the first year without Brady, they looked a little lost. It's like, is Belichick going? You know, is he even worthy? Is was it Brady doing all the winning, all that stuff? This year, he's put he's put those people to bed. You know, he's like, he he's winning with Mac Jones, barely out of college. Pretty much, I mean, who's yep. their receiver core? You know, <laughs> who's a receiver on the Patriots? And uh, I legit could not think of it. <laughs> right, right. And, and then, yeah, and then added to that, can you think of a single running back or tight end on that team, too? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, but they're getting it done. So, um, yeah, they're, they're doing their thing. And um, it's funny you mentioned them. I guess they, to kind of say, where the whole reason I was even watching these older Chiefs games. Um, have you been watching, have you seen any of the man in the arena? No, I have not. So the man in the arena, it's that Tom Brady, it's his last dance documentary thing. It's like Jordan's last dance thing. It's, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's actually pretty interesting. Like just kind of hearing different perspectives of like, I mean, of course, cause it's Brady, they're going through like all the Super Bowls and stuff. So it was like Super Bowl one or not Super Bowl one, whatever his first Super Bowl was. His first one. Yeah. yeah Super Bowl one. No, but, um, I'm watching- yeah, I think he's been playing that long. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Feels like it. Yeah. Um, but no, I was watching that and he's going through each one of these seasons and I just got curious. I'm like, okay, like there's, this was happening during this year for this team. This was happening during this year for this team. Like, what was going on with the Chiefs during that year? And I was looking up some of our records, and <laughs> some of them are bad. You know, I mean, yeah. While they was winning, we were we were not even even that the, that year. Yeah. Uh, we uh, I think we injured him. Um, we actually like he he had an injury against us, and um. That year we went four and twelve and lost that game, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I I mean I, I remember you know, a game like that, yeah, where we take him out for a few weeks. Um doesn't matter because whoever right. the backup to him at that time still went in and played perfectly fine. But then there was that other year. It grew oh, okay, yeah. Um but there was that other year too where um I, I can't remember where it was, but we were just I, absolute garbage. And we played them on like a Monday night, Thursday night. Can't remember. And we ended up beating the Patriots right. like by 40 points or something. Just absolutely ridiculous. Like to the point where Brady was benched in the fourth yeah. quarter. Cause it's just like, there's no point in having it. And it's just so hilarious to like, yeah. think about those times where, 
we had a garbage season and then we'd go up against these giants, you know, like the Patriots or um, the Packers or whoever, who are like looking at an undefeated season and then we'd win. Those are, those are, I think my favorite games to watch knowing the season wasn't bad for us. Those kind of games were just always so fun to watch at least, you know, live. I haven't done any of the throwback, but shoot, I'm tempted. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And I do, I do need to correct myself. The uh, game that we had, he, we, our, our team injured him. That was actually Matt Castle was the backup at that time. <laughs> Matt Castle was backup for Tom Brady. And then it was the the one that you're referring to where we beat them like 41 to 14. That was, um, that was Garoppolo. That's, Garoppolo That's when Garoppolo came okay. in that same year. We also beat the Seattle Seahawks and both of those teams ended up in the Super Bowl. And, and was that the Super Bowl where they didn't hand it off to Lynch? That was. On like the one? Man. That was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, you ever want to criticize a coach? <laughs> just, just bring that one up. Yeah, again. man. Yeah, just bring up, you know, Pete Carroll not giving it to Marshawn Lynch on the one. Andy Reid is flawless. There's no logic to that. that. <laughs> right. Because it was working. It was working. Like, just even rewatching that on that documentary. They were not stopping Lynch, you know? So, no. yeah, he was going to get in there. That's – and that adds to their legacy, man. Just like uh, just like the uh, D Ford offsides, that's their legacy. Like, it's over things, yeah. Oh, shoot. So, we've had some bad years. The moral of the Lynch. story, <laughs> Right. Worst and years just, of right now. Yeah, well, exactly. And, I mean, even channeling that whole thing of, you know, why not give it to Lynch on the wine, you know – Carol went and changed it up, what was working for the Seahawks. And I feel like that's why we started this season so bad. Almost. It's like they, yeah, they, it's almost like, you know, Reed and Spagnola and whatnot just like got together and like, all right, people are used to us now. T- Tampa Bay just creamed us in the Super Bowl. We got to change up the whole thing. And I mean, the moronic idea of moving Chris Jones to defensive end that didn't work, you know, and yeah. <laughs> we suffer yeah. there. Of course, you know, we, I mean, it, who knows what people's conditioning was even like entering the season. Cause we barely had a preseason, you know, a lot of these guys probably didn't get much working out in during the summer because massive pandemic going on, you know, everything like that. But, you know, and then they also just right. try to reinvent the wheel. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not mad at them for trying it, like because you know Chris Jones for you know for D tackle he he was getting after the quarterback, and he I, I believe he felt like he could do that, like he could play that in position, and he had dropped the weight, he had gotten leaner, so he could get out there. But it's just like after you realize it wasn't working four or five weeks in, I think it's I mean you know part of that was Frank Clark not being healthy too. Um, right, that didn't help. Right, so but it's like you know it's not working. It's time to adjust back to what works, right? And then it's the same for the offense where it's all of a sudden uh, we, for a while, I hate to say it's because I actually do like the guy. I do like the guy. I was I was hurt when he got traded, um, not knowing what we had in Mahomes yet. But I was hurt when Alex Smith got traded. You know, I thought he was one of those. Yeah. But we kind of had, I was feeling very Alex Smith vibes with the way they were running the offense earlier this season. Yeah, a, a little bit of safe. check down going on, right? Um, you know, going only for yeah. those like two, three, five, whatever yard passes. Um, right. I'm sure that was messing with Mahomes' head a little bit too, because he's like, he knows he got the cannon, and when we're telling him, 
Uh, no, just check down. Don't don't launch it down the field. Just right. check down. Get get three yards. Call it good. It's like well, you start doing that to a guy who's you know born to sling the ball for five six hundred yards. It, it's going to mess with his head. I'm sure. Absolutely. But hey, they're they're figuring it out now. And I know we're it's it's funny. I feel like we have been at least last couple weeks talking to talking to Phantom off the cliff. But I don't actually think we need. I mean, we kind of have been to start the show, but we're we're at the top of the AFC right now. We're at the top of the AFC, so it's number one. Yeah, number one. Um, everything y'all have, the the kingdom has been fearing up to, up to this point. It seems like we're we're starting to kind of figure things out. Um, and I want to ask you, uh, how how were you feeling during that Chargers game? Like, where's your heart rate at? <laughs> where's your blood pressure? Is it was no, it was it was sky high. It was it was at an unhealthy level pretty much all game long. Um, I mean, I I can get it why you know being a neutral watching that game, you could just get so excited at the idea. It's like every year for the next ten years now, we're going to see two games a season of Mahomes versus Herbert, and like I, I as a football oh, fan, yeah. that's exciting. As a Chiefs fan, that is terrifying because <laughs> I mean, you know, we're we're going to be playing against this guy who is that an organization that clearly does a good job finding, you know, those diamonds in the rough, those, you know, maybe not big name receivers or running backs, um, but always produce a good core out of those skill position players. As far as I, as long as I can remember, the Chargers okay. have always had at least one guy who's great with their hands, be it Gates, you know, Keenan Allen, um, whoever else going back the 10 years that I can clearly remember football. And if that even, even, Mike Williams, man. Mike Williams has been a problem for man, us. Man, he's, he's been a fantasy star for me, that's for sure. But, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> playing against them, yeah, is the Chiefs is not good. And I mean, if Chargers are going to keep giving them players like that, and uh, I know a problem last year for them was offensive line, and clearly they've gotten that fixed up now. And um, the, one, the one thing I've always liked about offensive line is – once there's a core together, a good group of offensive linemen together, they they never you know they never want to be traded. They don't want to go play somewhere else. They always want to play with the same four guys around them. And if if we're going to be looking at an offensive line Absolutely. like that for next X amount of years, playing against Herbert, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But I, I'm definitely going to need um, something to calm me down during those games. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you said offensive line playing like uh, like like uh, Humphreys and uh, everybody. Our our offensive line's great this year too. Especially, I I was worried about it after that yeah. Super Bowl, where you know when Mahomes scrambled for almost <laughs> was it 150 yards, um, when we played against right. Tampa in the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden you know we leave that season, and then the first thing we seem to do is get rid of Schwartz and um, Fisher. We're like our two best parts of our offensive line that year. Yep. Uh, outside of their injuries, I'm like, oh no, this is going to be hard. And then, and then we hit the first five games of our season, and we're yeah. doing okay, but not great. And we're looking at three rookies on the right side, you know, from the center, the guard, and the tackle. There, it's just like, oh, panic! Like, oh no, it's going to be a repeat. But what Humphreys is rated the number one center in the league right now, I think. Number one, yeah, rookie, yeah. I think or overall, yeah, average, yeah actually, overall, yeah. I think he is. I mean, not even rookie. No, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, that's what you're saying. I thought you were talking about our offensive line. You were talking about Chargers offensive line. I was talking about the Chargers yeah. too, but yeah, I mean, ours has done the exact same thing. We went in, we 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 yeah. built them, we pulled in these three rookies. We got Orlando Brown. Like, I mean, <laughs> shoot, they're looking good. They're yeah. looking good, and then hopefully the same thing. Like you said, the Chargers, they're building that chemistry on their line. I mean, so far it's kind of looking the same on ours too. And so, yeah, these guys are probably going to be doing battle for a little while. And then there's this, I mean, do you think that uh, Russell Wilson might end up as a Bronco? Like, I know that's kind of speculation, right? But, I mean, do you think this is his last year in Seattle? I I could see it, definitely. Um, I, I think the key for that, I I mean, I there, who's going to replace him, though, is the question, right? And one of the things I hate about the NFL more than just about anything else is these teams will go in there and have a, I mean, maybe not the world's best quarterback, but, you know, a, de- a decent veteran or whatever, you know, look at somebody like Alex Smith or um, True Bledsoe before Brady came in, you know, play- players like that. It's like, these guys aren't, you know, the top of their game, um, but they're still good, solid veteran quarterbacks. And what you got to do is you got to then draft a quarterback to learn under them. And I hate it when NFL teams go in there and yes. just dump their veteran quarterback that's done them no real disservice and then go and try to pick somebody in the draft with the hope of a miracle turnaround. And, I mean, you know what that gets you? That gets you the Miami Dolphins' current season. That gets you the Jacksonville Jaguars' current season. That gets you, you know, these seasons where it's like you're suddenly taking a kid out of college where college football is completely different than the NFL – the list and, goes on. What's his name? Zach uh, from the Jets. What's his boy? Oh, Zach Wilson. Zach, Is that Zach it? Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was big hype around him. And it's like, I'm sure that, you know, all these guys could jump into the league and have a great career in the league. But you can't throw them in right away. Right. Because they're going right. to try to play like they're still at Clemson. They're at, you know, BYU or whatever. Um, I forget where Wilson even came from. It was a Boise maybe um but you know they're gonna try to play oh Wilson, sorry yeah I, yeah I think it was like boise or something like that <sighs> look that up that. we got our cell phones in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> right it's like you know they they go out there and they try to play like they're still in college and the run pass option doesn't work <laughs> you know i mean right it's it, these guys are going to then get squished by some 500 400 pound defensive end all pro you know all game long and they're not going to be able to play For uh, sure uh, that's why I feel like, you know, Tom Brady was able to come in and take over the league he, the way he did. And um, Mahomes obviously learning under Alex Smith. I mean, I can't think of a better way to start his career, you know. Um, True. Aaron Rodgers learning under Aaron Brett Rodgers Favre. Under Brett Favre, exactly. I mean, it, you look at this, it's like, that's how you got to do it. Jack, I would even say Dak Prescott learning under Romo. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He he had time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he had time. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, I and and you can tell just by listening to Romo commentate on games how brilliant of a football player he was. It's just a shame his body failed him. You know, you take someone with the raw talent of Dak Prescott and learn under someone like Tony Romo, and I think that's what Seattle has to do. Hang on to Russell Wilson for one more year because Russell Wilson is a fantastic football player. Hang on to him for oh, one more sure. year. Draft yourself somebody in the second or third round, or I mean, even maybe in the first round and sit him for a year under Russell Wilson and then get rid of Wilson and bring in your new star and it'll be good to go. But Absolutely. 
And don't send Wilson to Denver. We don't. We're good. We don't we're want good. that. <laughs> we don't need no more good quarterbacks. That are, we were good beating up on Philip Rivers and Derek Carr oh, and Teddy and, and Osweiler and all those other guys they had before uh, after uh, Manning. Um, we were good. <laughs> we were good with that. The, the rotating door of quarterbacks that is the Denver Broncos. Like what well, it's like Osweiler, right. Manning, <laughs> and now it's uh, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. Or, I mean, Oh, it was Joe Flacco was there for a little bit, wasn't he? I mean, it's just like the Broncos ain't got nothing. Was, yeah, Joe Flacco was there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's yeah. Keep Russell Wilson away. We don't want a consistently good quarterback at the Broncos. No, no. Like we just said, the Chargers, we gave them their respect. They they came with it. Man, that was, was so satisfying, that win, getting that win, um, especially the way with uh, Travis Kelsey, the touchdown in overtime. Love it. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I loved it until I remembered I was playing against him in the fantasy playoffs. But, you know, oh, um, <laughs> I had I had him in one league, but I'm already in the loser's bracket in that league. Oh. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm in two leagues this year. I was playing against him and I also had him. And so it's just like it was, it was I mean, I obviously I always want the Chiefs to win first and foremost, but. Just like, did you really have to like run it up to forty four points on me? Could could thirty five have been enough? Could you have stayed there? Uh, I and right. I, I mean, watching them run through that uh, Chargers defense for that very last walk off play. I mean, I I think it's just because of how huge of a human being he is. But he looks slow when he runs. When I know he's not. Doesn't he? Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, I noticed that. And, too. and I'm just sitting there watching. I'm like. It, Guys, he's not moving that fast, and I got to be my. Oh, wait, this is all relative. Like, no, he's, you know, he's one of his strides, probably two of anyone else on the field stride. And <laughs> right, oh, it's it's so fun to watch Travis Kelsey play. Uh, I, I mean, if you're not already rating him the greatest tight end of all time, he's got to be on that list. He's yeah, no, I think he, I, I put him up there honestly, and that's not speaking from a fan, like not not speaking from a Chiefs fan. They already talk about. Uh, his accolades, like almost every time we play, right? Like they always bring up like what he's done and how he's um he's kind of made a name for himself past. Like you know, remember they were calling him Baby Gronk for a while. Yeah, even though they're the same yeah. age, which is crazy to think about, right? It is actually, yeah, because I mean they've both been in the league for a while. Like he's been been in there since uh, twenty thirteen. Hey guys, thanks for listening right now. We're um we're doing a, a recording on the show, so we're not gonna be taking any um guest speakers. Uh but you're welcome to leave comments in the chat. But yeah, um yeah, now he's he's his own man. He's finally his own man. Yeah, no, and I mean I know I know he kinda had that what was it? Was it his first season or second season? I think he tore his ACL. And so there was, you know, he, of course, came out of college, all cylinders firing. Everyone's like, all right, he's going to be one to watch. Is he going to be the, you know, the the infamous Tony Gonzalez replacement that we've been waiting for ever since Gonzalez left us for the Falcons? And, you know, it, it, yeah, rips up his ACL or whatever it was. doesn't play for a year, year and a half. And it's like, oh, man, all right, another wasted pick on a tight end kind of thing. But, I mean, he came back stronger than ever after that injury. No problems whatsoever. Um, shoot, last year was it last year or the year before. He he was leading the league in receiving yards for the vast majority of the year. I think it was like the very last day. Was who was it, Stephon Diggs or whatever? Um, 
passed him at the last minute, but it's still for a tight end to be leading the league in receiving yards on top of all the other duties that they have to de- uh, have to have. Um, it, it's it's crazy to see that, and I love that. Crazy, it's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts, and we're we're really looking at. I mean, for sure, two Hall of Famers. If you think of. Uh, Kelsey and Mahomes. I think Tyreek could get there. I know people probably don't consider him in the same category, but we are looking at for sure a Hall of Fame career, like play out live, and it's yeah. it's it's beautiful to see. It's wonderful, and you know, I, I do have to say one because I, I I do see people calling it out about Tyreek Hill. I think my favorite thing about him over everything else he does is he knows when to run out of bounds. He knows. Oh, sure. He knows when he's, he's a real receiver. Yeah, he he knows when he's going to get tackled. And he's like, you know what? Instead of taking a hit, I'm just going to step out of bounds. So I don't need to make that extra effort for a yard. I've already got the first down or, you know, whatever the situation calls for. It's like, I can't win this fight. I'm going to step out of bounds and not get hurt. It's like, that's what he's going to be playing for the next six, seven years doing stuff like that. And if he's got... Business yeah. decision. And if he's, if he's got Mahomes thrown to him, yeah, he's he's going to have a Hall of Fame career for sure. Now, I mean, yeah, you're never going to put him up with, there with you know the likes of Randy Moss or Jerry Rice. You know those guys who had not just the speed and the hands, but also the height to make those jump catches that someone like Tyreek Hill can't do. But I mean, he he got that nasty speed, and then he's got the smart brains to know when right. um, he has to do his thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he, he's learned. Like, he started off with, as a punt returner, right? Kick returner. Yeah. And, like, he's just slowly learned the game. And so now he's become, like, that legitimate uh, – That I mean, he's our number one option for receiver right now. We don't really have a number two. And still – we're just not going to have a number two this year is kind of the consensus because it – we Pringles got I think Pringles got enough snaps to figure out if he was a guy. Nicole's gotten more than enough. There's our argument to say um that Gordon might not ha- has not had enough snaps, but he's had like ninety-four snaps or something like that. I mean more than that. Like when I heard that number, that was a couple weeks ago. So he's had more than that. And he's just not really getting the looks from Mahomes. Maybe it's just they don't have that. That chemistry, maybe. I think, yeah, they. There's no way they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that just might be something that needs to develop maybe during an off season if he you know ends up staying with us. I doubt, but you know, um, we're just not going to have that guy. You know, so it's just kind of Tyreek is the guy, and he's he's operating like that guy, yeah, like it, the number one guy. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, I, and I think that's what any receiver has to accept coming into this current Chiefs team is like. You're going to be number three. You're going to be number four. I mean, you're going to be below the running backs sometimes, you know, on the on the pick order. Because, like, I have first Tyreek Hill, and then you got Kelsey. Those two are going to get the majority of the receptions, because obviously they will. And then, I mean, after that, after you've gone through your slot-type player in Travis Kelsey, or if uh, the um, long bomb to Tyreek Hill doesn't work, the next natural choice is, of course, going to be a check down to running back. So... They're going to throw it to the running back. Like, of course, we're not going to see, um, you know, a, a solid number two wide receiver for a while because we just honestly, we don't need one. We need someone who's out there as an extra no. option. Absolutely. Or to run those pick plays or, you know, open up the field a little bit more, be enough of a threat to try to take some of the double team off of people like Kelsey and Hill. But, you know, at the end of the day, what we really need is um, 
just yes, um, someone to be out there to uh, really provide a solid alternative without the expectation of being the number two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we'll see, and then that you know depends on because we have to we have to get into this. We have to get into this before we leave. What goes on with? <laughs> with the rest of the season and, you know, potentially next year with all the COVID issues right now. Now I'm looking, I'm trying to look for an actual number of NFL players out, but it's a lot. lot And and go ahead. The big, the big issue that an NFL team is going to have is like, because if I'm remembering correctly, what I last heard is the NFL had something like a 94% vaccination rate of um, at least one jab, if not both jabs even a booster, I'm sure, in some people's cases, right. uh, especially the coaches. Um, but 94% rate, uh, vaccination rate's great. The problem is, though, at every NFL team is going to have, what, 54 players on the field. And then it seems like for just about every player on the field, you've got at least one staff member or coach or something else that's on the sideline. You're suddenly looking at, you know, 110, 120 people on every sideline. That's not even counting your practice squad. That's not counting any other support staff you have during practice. Like, this isn't a soccer team. This isn't a baseball team where it's, you know, 20, 30 people out there practicing. You, you got an army out there. You got 200 people out there at practice at any given time. It doesn't matter if your vaccination rate's 94%. <laughs> They're just going to be breakthrough because you can't Absolutely. control yeah. that many people. And that's a great point. That is a great point, actually. Yeah, it's just it's the sheer amount of people on the field. But, I mean, th- that being said, I mean, the NBA is having a lot of problems with COVID right now, too. And the NHL actually just postponed their season. So, yeah, I mean, the numbers is probably harder right. to control than be due to the amount. But act- actually, I do feel like the NFL may have – they might have been handling it just a little bit better, you know, like as far as, like, keeping yeah. it controlled versus, like, like, the NHL just had to postpone their season. You got uh, the NBA, you got the NCAA canceling games. The Jayhawks, uh, y'all, this is, we're recording on a Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Uh, last night, the Jayhawks um, came, was canceled in Colorado due to pro COVID-19. So uh, it just seems like it's kind of a, it's an all sports right. thing. I mean, it's an all country thing right now. So uh, mm-hmm. it's going to, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. It's, it's going to be hard control from that aspect. Um, do you, do you think that the NFL is going to suspend the season? Is there is there you know a threat of that right now? So I I think the NFL has two advantages over every other league in the world when it comes to this. Uh, first and foremost, they play one game a week, um, yeah. so you're a lot more spread out. You're not exposed to as much variety. You know, you're talking about the NCAA and what they have two three games a week. NHL is playing yeah. you know yeah. six seven games a week. Um, Basketball is kind of in the same boat. You know, they're playing all the time. They're getting exposed to a wild variety. Uh, and the the NBA also has an issue where it's like the fans are right there. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like you're you're within spitting distance of the fans, unlike yep. you know in um, the football. Uh, but outside of that, too, so less exposure just to foreign elements versus being around your um, natural team all the time. But uh, the the NFL also has an embarrassing amount of money compared to all those leagues too, and so they probably have the resources to test better, test That's more true. frequently. And also provide the medical care necessary to that. Though that being said, and looking at like my fantasy teams, and then every report I'm seeing all the day on ESPN, oh god, yeah. I, they need to stop. It's just put a break on it. It's 
Yeah, you know, it's like they're all worried about losing money, all that kind of stuff. Are you kidding me? The football is the richest sport in the world by far and away. You think people are going to care if we break for a couple weeks, let things settle down, get through this holiday season where it's going to be awful, and then come back and restart the season in January, you know, a little bit later in January, maybe even cancel the last week of games. It's not like there's going to be huge change, anything like that, um, outside of, you know, the wild card spots. Yeah, just get, get rid of that extra game. game. Go straight into the playoffs and get through it. Um, I, I mean, you know, me, me personally, I'm, I'm all for stopping the season. I, I think it needs to be stopped for a little bit. I don't know about you. Interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, I, the selfish fan in me doesn't want it to stop. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest there. But I mean, you're right. It is a health concern, and it's clear. I mean, it, it's the, the reports are coming out right now, or like really like you know i'm getting flashbacks to you know march of 2020 when like we you know the country we started taking it seriously like oh wow no they're canceling games and stuff like it's like it felt like for a whole season i'm actually impressed that the nfl was able to do an entire season of 2020 and complete it you know what i'm saying like with minimal uh, issue, and, but yeah, you're. I mean, now you're right. It's coming back like full circle. It might be a. It might not hurt to do a whole whole league bye week or something. You know, what I'm saying just to let every everything kind of calm down. Right. Um. With all of this, you know, like, and then yeah, like you said, pick it up. I, I know they're not. One thing I know that's not going to happen is they're not getting rid of that 17th game as much as they fought for that. They're they're, no. they're they're going to try to make that happen no matter what, but I mean they've already rescheduled several games at least this last week. I it could happen again. Yeah, I mean it, it couldn't hurt to push it out just a little bit further. Well, and I mean, and, yeah, you're talking about being a selfish fan, but for me, that selfish fandom comes into the fact that it's like you know we're Chiefs fans. We were also just talking about how great Travis Kelsey is. Right, he's tested positive for COVID. There's a solid chance yeah. he is not going to play this week, and despite the fact that he's fully vaccinated. He might not be able to play. So what is the, so, but before uh, I was just like, what's the, I think he, isn't it because he's fully vaccinated? He has to just test negative within what, 24 hours or something? Something like that. Yeah. But I mean, the the fact that he tested positive even once is kind of a damning sign, right? Uh, Yeah. You know, and the chances. So hopefully, hopefully it's a case where he is able to provide that negative test and be good to go. Um, But, you know, it's, yeah, from a selfish fan perspective, I, I don't want to see third stringers play. What was it? That Browns game? Um, they were on like their third string quarterback. They don't have a defense. <laughs> I mean, their entire defense is their second string and beyond. All that kind of stuff. It's like, it, it's just, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like seeing these guys get a chance to play in the NFL that are normally on the practice squad or normally on the bench and all that kind of stuff. That's exciting. But that's not what I'm going to commit my seat, you know. In <laughs> my, three hours, three, four hours of time to watching, you know, backups play. If I wanted to do that, I'd go watch, you know, arena football or something. It's going to be the same thing. Uh, Right. That's what, like you said, that's what preseason is for. That's what preseason is for. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, know, there's the next man up mentality and all that stuff. But if it's like, I, I don't know if that mentality works the same for a situation like COVID. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like... It's not like the team just sustained a bunch of injuries. It's like there's there's an actual thing going around, and it's affecting a lot of teams in a very significant way now. You know, so 
And that, yeah, that's just it. And then, and then at what point is a team going to ask for a game to get postponed or canceled? Um, and then we later find out they were reporting fake COVID cases and instead were just trying to cover up a legitimate injury to one of their players. And they just want that extra day to get that guy recuperated. Um, Interesting. Yeah, you know, because I, mean, I know that that's something be- that's popping up overseas in soccer. Uh, some concerns about that where it's like, you know, how legitimate are these COVID tests too? And, you know, let's skip all of that. Let's skip seeing starters on the bench, you know, because they got exposed by some moron or, you know, let's, let's skip all that stuff. Pause the season for a few weeks. People will come back to football. They're not going to lose out on any money. People will gladly come back. Um, And and of course, I mean, there's 20 billion other logistical factors in the way of that, but. I, I I just wanted to wait because the last thing I want is what happened to the Browns to happen to the Chiefs. I don't <laughs> I don't even know who our third string quarterback is, but I don't want to watch him play. I want to watch Mahomes Absolutely. out there throwing to Tyree Kill and Kelsey, and I want you know. Absolutely. That's yeah. And people, if you didn't if you didn't see the list like two days ago, we had uh, we had six of our guys under protocol. So we had Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Travis Ward, Harrison Butker, Josh Gordon, Willie Gay. Uh, yesterday we had. Seven more guys enter the protocol. I have the list right here. Uh, we had Tyreek Hill, Nick Bolton, Rashad Fenton, Kyle Long, Lucas Niang, Armani Watts, and Blake Bell. So it, okay, so, I mean, you, okay, you just named our two starting tight ends. So now we're going to be <laughs> going down to our third string tight end. I mean, uh, Niang, you know, already is trying to fill in gaps on the line whenever injuries happen. We need him out there. Uh, I mean, no Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Are we going to be watching sure. Miko Hardman and... Byron Brown will be our two starting wide receivers. <laughs> you just said how we haven't really loved what they've been doing. So, yeah, that's probably not ideal, right? Like, that's not what we want. Yeah. So, yeah. We, have an, we have an offense built around Tyreek Hill, CEH, Travis Kelsey, and one of those guys is going to play. And honestly, Clyde Edwards Alaire has been less than impressive um, compared to what we thought he would be coming out of the draft. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, a, a lot of people have been saying that. I've been kind of on the, the Clyde train, I guess, is where I just, okay, I mean, yeah, he has been, but also we don't really cater toward the run as a team. And it's taken a, it took off into line a little time to gel. So hopefully what we're seeing from yeah. him now, maybe it's the first round. Yeah, I think the, the biggest knock against him, I know this is kind of a tangent, but I think the biggest knock, knock against him is where he was drafted at. I feel like if he was drafted a little bit lower, People wouldn't be as hard on him as they are. It, if he was a Kyrie Hunt draft pick, like what? Uh, Hunt came out of the third it, round, sixth I believe. Round, or the third round, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was third round. Yeah. It, if that's where he was drafted from, he would be doing his job. His, his problem is, you know, he, he's following Marcus Allen, Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, Daryl Mall Charles, even Hunt. You know, it's like, I mean, Kansas City's had nothing but yep. um, amazing running backs. For the past two decades, um, and, and we don't yeah, need those. We guys also anymore. had Spencer Ware and guys like that. Yeah. so he's kind of in that Spencer uh, Ware category right now, right? And we don't, and like you said, we don't need that anymore. So he, he's he's fighting an uphill battle in the fact that he's in a system that's not built for a running back to be the star, and then he's also being thrown into a, a population of fans that are used to having, um, you know, a top three running back every season. So I think he is, in, yeah, and drafted in the first round. So and, yeah, and all drafted in the first round. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely working against them right now. 
I, I you know, I had, I've put him on my fantasy team past two years because, you know, I, I have nothing against him. I like him, but, you know, yeah, it's, he's, he's never going to be Derrick Henry or, uh, shoot, who are the other good <laughs> Who is going to be Derrick Henry? <laughs> Derrick Henry but Derrick Henry? He's still like what third on the uh, rushing list right now, or something like that, and he hasn't played yeah, since a week. Something eight. like that. <laughs> it's just like my God, monster dude, the monster. He's scary. He's so fun to watch play. And another case of I hate Absolutely. playing against him, but my God, I love watching him play. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I. And it, but like you said, um, got on a little tangent there. But just going back, yeah, we just we did, figure we out what's going on with this COVID if we're going to be able to hopefully, I mean, you, I mean, I'd say like, we're, like we have any decision-making capabilities at all, but like the league. Yeah. I need to hop on the phone with Roger. Goodell and <laughs> right. Well, that's for sure. Right. But we're just kind of hoping the league makes a sensible, maybe a smart decision, like on how to move forward with all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, be, I mean, it's, it's a pandemic people. You got to be cautious first and foremost. And I, it's something I think a lot of people don't really talk about too, when it comes to athletes is like, uh, you assume somebody to be, you know, like a football player, these massive human beings who are really strong, really fast and all this kind of stuff to be specimens of health. But the problem is, you know, these guys sit in the bubble pretty much in regular existence, right. Where, you know, they, they have specific meals they eat, they have a specific training regimen, you know, they do, they do their routines and all this stuff. And that, that tends to fall then into a category of people who, um, get hit harder by sickness almost because like they're, they're used to, yeah, you know, like their true. routine, they, they have their own thing going on. They avoid, you know, being exposed to the general public traditionally, all this kind of stuff. And and so then you suddenly throw something like COVID at them. It's going to impact their lungs. And then you're trying to force them to get better from that. It's like, all right, well, we, we're, we're going to put all these antivirals or whatever, you know, we're going to get all this, we're going to get you healthy, and we're going to get you back out there after two weeks of sitting on their butt because they could hardly breathe, you know, for a while. It, that's going to lead to more injuries too. You know, it's, it, you're going to force yep. people to get better from their sickness and then you're going to go force them to play one of the most grueling sports ever. That's going to lead to more injuries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll definitely have to see what what happens next. I mean, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so <laughs> the Chiefs play this Sunday against the Steelers. Uh, all those guys, I believe, are vaccinated. They have a chance to get on the field if they test negative within. It was like twenty four hours or something like that. Twenty four or forty eight. Yeah, yeah, as long as they don't have a Andy, uh, Antonio Brown vaccination card, they should be good. To go. <laughs> uh, or a uh, Aaron Rodgers. But, but uh, yeah, the mentality about this, absolutely. Right. But, um, yeah. I did want to um, kind of shift to the to the game itself, the Steelers. Please. Yeah. Um, right, what what are your thoughts? You know, barring everything, barring any kind of pandemic related issues, how do you how are you feeling about this upcoming game? I you know pretty positive, right? Uh, TJ Ward, uh, not Ward, um, TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Right. Yeah, TJ yeah. Watt. Um, he's he's the walk brother there, right? Uh, he he's obviously mm-hmm. a monster. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see if he lines up uh, against our rookies frequently and try to beat them. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like we were saying earlier, like Creed Humphrey's the best center in the game right now. Our rookies are doing fantastic. They're not giving up too much. Uh, but I think I think you know you might run into this issue where it's like Mahomes has been more mistake prone this year, right? And if you're suddenly putting them up against somebody like Watt, 
who has the ability to create all these yeah. pressures, all these um, issues. Uh, maybe Mahomes is in his head a little bit and making a little bit more mistakes. I, I could see this being a high turnover game, maybe a low scoring game. Um, but yeah, I, what, uh, yeah. Well, what do the Steelers have right now? They're, they've been decimated so. by injury, right? Um, if I'm recalling correctly, they're, they're pretty much what on their second string running back for the whole season. Um, Chase Claypool has been nothing but a disappointment. It seems. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, Chase Claypool. He's he's been kind of the but in the short in the uh, whatever the whatever the phrase is. <laughs> short in the stick, right? Short yeah. in the stick, butt of the joke. Whatever I was trying to say just now <laughs> for, <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Dude, got that. Who's who's that one receiver? Deontay Johnson is that his name? Deontay uh, Johnson. Yeah, I I can't remember. It's it's D Johnson. Um. He's one of their receivers. Yeah, Beyonce Johnson, yeah. He's great. He's yeah. good. Um, and then their, uh, their tight end's been okay. Uh, what's his name? Fife Smith or something like that. Um, he, he's been putting up, you know, middle-of-the-pack type tight end numbers, so he's fine. But they, honest to God, Big right. Ben's done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, no, it is. Like, it's a, it's time. It is time. Like it's you're seeing time. it now. He's he's not. You know, he's not Big Ben old anymore. He's not. No. And he's not doing whatever the heck Tom Brady is doing. <laughs> no, <one laughs> is. whatever magical remedy that he has going on. But shoot, we were um, we were talking about this with my sister this past weekend, and we we're like, yeah, Tom Tom Brady. He's he's got to be getting close in age to where Brett Favre was when he retired, right? Right. And so he, because you know, you like Brett Favre towards the end, playing for the Jets and the Falcons, or not the Falcons, um, Vikings. You know, it's like when, when he was towards the end there, he was looking rough. You know, it's like slow, making mistakes left and right, all this kind of stuff. It's like, when's Tom Brady going to reach right. that age? And then looked up when Brett Favre retired. He retired at forty-one, and what <laughs> Tom Brady's forty-four now, and so yeah, and it's just He's like, forty-four. Me, and, and he's playing better than some twenty-year-olds. It's it's nuts. And yeah, and like you said, Big Ben yeah, missed that train. That's for sure. Yeah, he's he's not much longer. And sorry, Hong. I know she'll probably listen to this later. <laughs> we, we're not supposed to bring up TB on the show. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there you go. And then also shout out to David Roy Thompson. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, but yeah, I, I feel good too about this game. It's gonna be at home. Uh, you know, hopefully everything with the COVID protocols and everything go well. We'll see what happens if they try to make if they decide to make any changes to the actual season itself. But just looking at it from just uh, the game itself, without those factors, I, as much as you can try to put them aside, right? Um, I do feel pretty good about it. Um, and then, and uh, after that, I believe what we have this the Bengals next. That sounds yeah, that sounds right. And then we I know it's like all AFC opponents, right? Remaining. And I think yeah. we end the yeah, and we end the year with Denver. I think the, those are yes. our last three games, right? Yep, yep. So right. I, I mean, I yeah, I think we're going to win out. You know, we're going to smash Denver. Yeah. <laughs> we had some. Some great stuff go our way this weekend with the Titans losing and the Patriots yes, losing. Yes, the Patriots so that one seed can definitely be ours. We just got to win out, and we can have it. And then it will be right back where we were, and hopefully fans will remember 
it's not it's it's a it's a whole season. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Because I think we were complaining last year too, right? And we ended up going to the Super Bowl. That oh, that yeah. had its own. That yeah. was a, all different issues. You know, every season's going to have their thing. <laughs> right. You know, I remember we went one in five, and we ended up making the playoffs with Alex Smith. Like, you yeah. know, remember those years? Yeah. So yeah, it's every season. Chiefs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joshua Briscoe on eighteen four says all. Says this all the time. Teams play weird football games, y'all. You you cheer for a weird team. They do weird stuff. <laughs> right. And somehow we always, yeah, just make it happen. We always sneak in there and be we the one seed or the seven seed now. And, uh, and and then you just have to remember it's any given Sunday. I mean, what the the Detroit Lions just spanked the Cardinals. You know, it's anything can happen at any point in time in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. You're looking at you know the, the the top of the top when you look at the NFL and every team can compete against every other team. That's one of the great things about this league, uh, with things like the salary cap and the wealth of talent that every team truly does have, and any team can win at any point in time. And it's you know it's great. So it's like yeah, we we could have complained so we were red in the face when we were three and four, but at the end of the day, you got to remember, like you said, it's a marathon. You know, going three and four is not the end of your season. Um, because now right, we're, right. we've been undefeated since then. <laughs> we're ten and four, and it's looking like we got a clear shot to the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll try to keep try that to keep going. going. Um, yeah, man. Uh, any final words, man? I do. Thank you so much for jumping on. It's been great having you. And dude, if you want to come on anytime, more than welcome. I would love to have you on when Hong comes back. Yeah, we're not allowed to bring up Tom Brady though. We're not. We're <laughs> we're not allowed. You know what? I bring him up quite a bit. She does not. <laughs> like, it's hard to talk about football without bringing this man up. This, this man has been there for 20 years. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, no, just uh, happy to do it anytime. Love talking about Chiefs and football in general and complaining about my fantasy team whenever I get the opportunities. So. Yeah, I was going to say, how many how many teams do you have right now? I, 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 I'm only running two this year. I've been trying to cut it down because I just cause myself too much stress <laughs> whenever I'm doing it. But made the playoffs in both of my leagues. Um, one of them I lost because Kelsey decided to have that career game. Um, so I'm out of the playoffs in that one. But my other one, yeah, we're we're going into the semifinals this week, and uh, it's it's looking good. I'm excited. How about you? Uh, I'm two of I did three this year, and two of them I did. I was a crazy person. I did three football leagues, and I tried a basketball league. This year, uh, yeah. yeah. So that was I. I really don't like myself, clearly. <laughs> but Man. one of my teams, I did end up making it to the to the final four. However, this is the free league. Oh, nuts! It always is, right? <laughs> right. So wins a win, but yeah, this is the free league. So, but you know. We'll we'll save that for another talk. But um, did you want to let people <laughs> people know where to find you, like on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. So Twitter is the best place to see all the stupid shit I say on the internet. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> what am I at Chef Doubles? It's C E C H E F D O O B L E S at Chef Doubles. Um, yeah, I, I like to tweet during the games and say my moronic hot takes that I end up regretting about five minutes later. <laughs> It enhances, it enhances the game, the game absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, definitely hit me up on there and um, smack back at me whenever I say something stupid. I love it. Right. And, of course, you can find 
me on Twitter as well. You can find my personal Twitter, uh, The Almighty Ra, that I barely post on. But like uh, Billy just said, uh, you can find the Red Fridays Pod uh, Twitter account is Red Fridays Pod. That's the Twitter account. Um, during the games, if you want to hear all the hot takes that we let out on that show <laughs> 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 during the games. Um, and of course, uh, please find this show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, it's Red Fridays. We rarely post on Fridays, but you're welcome to <laughs> if you follow us on the Twitter account, you'll, hey. be, you'll be able to know when um, the show goes up. Uh, definitely want to wish everyone a safe holiday. Uh, we'll probably be recording sometime after the holiday break. Uh, if we do end up doing a show before that, we'll be sure to make an announcement on Twitter. But until then, have a happy holiday, safe holiday, and yeah, let's you know go Chiefs. Let's get another win this weekend. Go Chiefs! All right, y'all. Uh, oh, last thing, I'll say, just real quick. Yeah. If you, we would love to have you on the show. If you want to jump in and be a guest speaker, but you cannot send the invite and expect me to accept you if I've never seen your username before. A couple <laughs> of people in there like that tonight. We were, we're, we're not. I'm not like like we're seasoned vets, podcasters, but okay. We've had our, we've had our, uh, our. You know how every radio show has like their troll calls. We, we've got, we're, we're starting to, we're starting to get here for that. You got a vet, right. you know? Yeah, you got to prove you're a fan yeah. before you're allowed to jump on stage, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that being said, thank you all for listening tonight, and we'll see you next week. Everyone, have a good night. Shh. <laughs>